1: Hey, this is Nomad, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast. Why do they call me Nomad? Well, I traveled the globe spreading the joy of music one song at a time. And now I bring you wisdom, tried and true knowledge, and life experiences of my colleagues and peers in this crazy business we call music. All right, this episode of the Career Musician Podcast features my bandmate with babyface, Mr. Clifton Williams. This is the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. Once again, I got to be honest. These young bloods coming up in the business man, they mean business, and Clifton is one of them. Yes, I call him a young blood. He's like my little brother, one of many. Originally hailing from DC, he studied at Berklee College of Music in Boston, and now he lives out here in Los Angeles. This dude is a beast on the piano. He grew up in the church, so he has all of the gospel chops, but then he studied jazz. He's Trained and basically, he's one of those secret weapon type people. You know, when you give him a solo, he doesn't just step out to like make a little statement and play a solo, he shreds the place, he burns the stage down. Without further ado, we were chopping it up on a gig, just chilling, and he was picking my brain. Here we go the career musician with some young blood advice. All right, so we got Clifton Williams here. I know Matt.
0: Professional musician, 26.
1: Baby on the way.
0: Oof. Adam married. That's cool. Congratulations. What is the number one thing, if you had to tell me, for a 10 year goal to be a successful musician in the industry, what, what's the number one thing I need to be doing right now at
1: 26? The first part of my answer to you is branding. People know me as Mike Rapoll. People know me as Michael Rapoll. What I realized later on is that I needed to stand out. Why? Because there's nine million mics that play guitar. We live in L.A. There's there's an abundance of, of music and talented people. You know that guy, Mike? Yeah, he's a bad guitar. player. What? Mike? What? Mike Ripple? Ripple? So then what happened is back in the day before you guys came along, album credits were a thing. So I would see my name as Michael Ripple. Michael RuPaul. Michael Rapoli on album credit, that would drive me nuts. That's my heritage, that's my father's name. I'm proud of that, right? So I learned later, but I wish I learned at 26, the value of branding. So that's the first answer to your question. Brand yourself. Now, if you have a name that's easily spelled or easily understood, like Clifton Williams, that's a beautiful name. It's clean, but it's also unique because there's not very many Cliftons. You can stay with that name. Now, I'm not, please don't misconstrue this. I'm not telling you, go change your name, okay? But I want you to think of five artists right now. Prince, Madonna, Cher, Santana, Van Halen. One name, Sting. When you hear those names, you go, <gasps> right away, the hairs on your arm said, I love Sting. I love Prince, oh my gosh, wow. Talking about musical genius. Stevie. Now, Stevie Wonder, but that's not his last name. He branded that. Branding is nothing new. See, people now, there's buzzwords in social media. So what's what's trending? Branding, edutainment, you know, docu-series. These are trending words, these are buzzwords. People think branding is a buzzword. It's not. (laughs) Branding, branding, branding. Now, you cannot go to an agency and let them brand you. Because as musicians, there's something that has to happen with us it has to be organic It has to be genuine and sincere It can't be contrived It can be But that's going to be your candy pop music And guess what happens with candy pop artists They're here today Gone tomorrow You have a legacy you're going to leave you, Clifton Williams has a legacy Reggie Johnson Ziggy Diaz Nomad Has a legacy We have to adhere to that So number one Branding Number two Understanding that Musicians, by nature, are the only faction within the entertainment industry, only group of, of people in the entertainment industry that typically don't have representation. We don't have agents, we don't have managers. If you look at actors, they have agents and managers. If you look at a, a pop star, somebody who's center stage singing the song, they have agents managers. If you even look at uh, you know, writers, directors, a lot of times they have agents and managers. Musicians, by nature, Charlie Parker never had a manager. Miles Davis didn't have a manager until way later until he actually broke through the ceiling. If you think of your favorite sidemen, think of Greg Games, never had a manager. Think of who's your favorite, Dennis Chambers. Maybe they have managers as they grew, but they, for the most part it wasn't like, hey, I need a manager, great. Hey, musician manager service, let me find a manager doesn't happen so you have to devise a plan you either have to figure out how to manage yourself which is very tricky or you have to have a team member whom you trust with your soul because after all that's what we're doing is bearing our souls to help you manage your career now for you that could potentially be your wife If you work with your spouse or significant other, I don't care what walk of life, I don't care what you uh, uh, subscribe to as far as your love life, I don't care, it doesn't matter. Whoever you're with, that's close to you, whether it's intimate or not, but just close. If you trust them enough and you guys have that kind of bond, you can do it. But it's really delicate. I work with my wife so closely. It's a delicate relationship because... What happens is the lines are blurred between personal and business. But if you can find it, then find it. If you can't, start managing yourself. How do you manage yourself? The first thing you do is take control of your destiny. Oh man, we can't take control of our destiny. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. Bullshit, you can take control. And this is how you take control. Can you manage your time? Absolutely. fucking So what's the first thing you do? Put together a schedule. Now you're taking matters into your own hands. You're controlling your day right so time management as you continue to manage your time and devise a morning routine first of all the most successful people in the world look at Tesla look at look at Will Smith look at Mark Wahlberg look at uh, Bill Gates they have morning rituals routines if you look at Oprah if you don't have ask these people go study go look it up on YouTube the morning rituals of the most successful people in the world you'll see if you don't have that you have nothing to prime yourself. So your day now is just like, uh, is it started? Am, am I doing? I don't know. Get through your morning routine. You're managing your time. Then move on to your goals. Now sit down with the notepad, the legal pad, every day. Write down your goals. Write down your core values. What do you believe in? What do you want to be? Do you want to be known as the next twerking sensation? Absolutely not. But there are some artists out there that are making a living doing that. And and if that's what they wanna do, cool, so no judgment. So now, what are your core values? Based on your core values, once you analyze them and find them, then write down your goals and be so distinct, so poignantly literate to the point where it's like, okay, I'm gonna do this, 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 when, why, how, you know, your short-term, your midterm, your long-term goals, write them down. So you're asking 10 years, but this is how you get there. So really, for me, the goal is this is the end of May. In my kitchen, I have a whiteboard. where We're always writing on it, my wife and I. And I know for the month of May, I'm getting, I want these four tasks completed, these four projects. And then underneath at the bottom, I have Up Next, which is in June. And then in June, I'm going to start tackling these. So I have like daily, weekly, monthly Goals, projects, ideas, concepts. Then I have an idea pad. And then when I say pad, it could be digital. I'm a Google Doc fanatic. I have 9,000 Google Docs, and they're all organized by title and everything, and, and, and fashion and then folders. So I have an idea because, as creative beings, we have an idea. Let's face it, we sit down to go to the bathroom, three ideas pop into our head. We walk to the car. We just had another idea. <laughs> we take a puff, we're like, oh, just have another idea. Ideas come naturally. We are connected directly to the muse. Anybody wants to believe it, ask your accountant because they look at you in awe. Because your accountant is like, I don't know how they can do it. He's so talented, how, how do they do that? But people who don't have it don't understand. So our ideas, so now you have an idea collection. So you're managing your time. You're identifying your goals. You're organizing your goals and your values. Then you're taking your ideas and you're archiving them. Archive your ideas. If you have an idea, I'm not telling you to abandon everything. So you might say, I have this really cool idea for this app that I think is gonna benefit a lot of people and potentially could be profitable. But you know what, right now, you don't have time to sit down and work on the schematics of this app. You're just too busy, you have a lot of shit you're working on. Take that idea, type it up real quick, put it in the folder. Now it's there, it's never gonna go away. And when you look at your your folder organization on your iPad, your computer, your phone, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, cool, that's my ideas bin, I can come back to that anytime. Now you find yourself on a plane to Japan for 13 hours. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna open my ideas bin. I'm gonna start organizing shit and going through and writing more ideas and writing more plans. So you see the pattern here? Identify what it is you want, then start organizing it and manage your time. Brand yourself. And finally, figure out how you're going to make money right now, figure out how you're going to make money soon, and figure out how you're going to continue to make that money grow exponentially. So how are you going to make money right now by getting gigs? Well, nobody's calling me. Why isn't anybody calling you? Because you're probably not interacting with people. You guys... I'm pointing to Clifton and Reggie now. You guys are amazing at networking. The way you guys work social media and the way you work your phone is impeccable. You guys are at the top of your game. You can have any gig you want, and you do. (laughs) So you, you got making money today, you got it handled. Next phase. And here's the last part to my answer. Identify what you really want to do. Do you want to be an artist? Or do you just want to be a side man? Or do you just want to be, now I say just, I shouldn't have said just. Do you want to be an artist or do you want to be a side man? Decide now. Side woman, side person. Decide now. If you know that you want to just play drums for the best artists in the world, and that's your career, then do that. And do it so fucking good that Vinnie Caluda and Dennis Chambers both want to have lunch with you and say, Well done, my young brother. Okay? If that's what you want to do. If you want to be an artist, you have to start devising plans now. And this is where managing your plans and organizing your ideas comes into play. Yes, today I'm going to be a sideman. But in the future, tomorrow, I'm going to be an artist. How am I going to get there? Do not think, it's okay, I'm 26, I have time. If I could proverbially slap you and to wake you up out of that, like wake up, that's the biggest bull there is. There is no time. There's no time like the present, dude. You gotta do it now. Don't wait. And that could sound very interesting or different coming from the music director for Babyface talking to the keyboard player for Babyface who I brought you in and hired you. But I want people to see beyond that because I have no interest in holding you back. And guess what, neither does Babyface. In fact, just the opposite, we want to see you grow. All right. I love how Clifton says to me, hey, what should I be doing? (laughs) And I wish it was so easy that I can wrap it up in one quick little sentence, but it's not. There's a whole lot of different things that we have to be doing. And some of the advice I shared with him was handed down to me through the years from people that I looked up to. And some of the advice was just via experience. And I truly believe that the best teacher is experienced. Listen, guys and gals, you can have the craziest chops. You can be a virtuoso. But if you don't understand how to work with others and how to enhance the whole production and project that you're involved with, that is going to be an issue. Unless, of course, you just want to be a solo musician, then that's fine. You can go do your thing and be your own Entity unto itself. But if you're working with other musicians, it's really important to understand that there is so much more involved than just the talent and just the musical abilities that we embody. We must learn how to be well rounded in many facets.
0: Subscribe to the Career Musician Podcast. Good, so what, go, the question is, good. what do you want to be? Want yeah, to be
1: now, now now, the ball's yeah. back do you to you. To mean, a, have you collected these people? thoughts and ideas yet? Uh, no,
0: I had. I mean, some of them, okay. you know, But that's why I said 26 is an interesting, 20, the 20s, as all of you guys know, yeah. <laughs> are interesting. It's like you want everything now. And it's like, okay, but that's not the reality. So it's like now just trying to figure out those stepping stools and those blocks, trying to build those blocks. Right. And and who's to say? I guess like why do I have to? I guess my, my I throw the ball back to you and say why do I have to choose right now? Like there's so okay. much shit up in the air. Okay. Like who's to say like oh yeah I should right. be focusing on being an artist right now. Right. But I also have this in my hand and this in my
1: hand and this in my hand and this in my okay. hand. Like That's a great rebuttal. So so let me speak on that. And I'm not saying let me let me paraphrase a little bit. I'm not, I'm not telling you to be so definitive and right. so, like, hey, I'm gonna be an artist, that's it. no, let me shed light. If that's in the deck of cards for you, I want you to start planning for right. it. Gotcha. Just like you would retirement. Which, by the way, I want you, I want you to start thinking about your financial future, too. And, I, and that's why we did the episode with Zig, because he's teaching us how to invest in the market. And like I said, we had time. Do it now. Do it when you're 26. So just like you're going to start investing, you're going to get an IRA, a a retirement account. You're going to get a trading account on Ameritrade or all these different trading platforms. You're going to start doing this, right? In the next year, you're going to start stashing that away. Just like you're stashing that away, I want you to start stashing your ideas away. So you take these ideas. That's why I tell you formulate your ideas. Put them in a folder. Collect them. Collect the ideas and organize them and read through them every week. Because as time goes on, those ideas are going to grow. And you have the ability, you alone have the ability to turn your ideas into monetizable realities. You do. I can't do it for you, but I can do it for me. So that's what I'm saying. If you think, that's all. Just start filing that away.
0: It's always interesting asking these questions. Because the reality is, the answer is, you just have to do the work. There is no there is no like like I search for the answer and even you telling me you just gave me the answer it's not satisfying like you can give me chocolate and I would be more pleased like okay at least I have something tangible you know like to say like okay I can take this and use it what you just gave me is it's like like I said it's a million dollar answer yeah but it's like what the fuck am I supposed to do with that like okay and okay so now well great nomad. thanks Ooh, so now, what? now now I'll go to the gym like I said I would but which is Okay. A part of the process. A part of the process. Yeah, and that that brings me to saying that, I think the greatest thing that I realized from moving to LA and being in the industry this long is that you have to be okay with the process. Mm. And I and I think that's and it's so much anxiety in your twenties. Like ah, oh, just if I could just yeah. if I could just and Ooh. if oh, oh and it's it's so much anxiety. So, and if you just sit down and just be okay with the process and just take it day by day like you're telling me what to do. Yes. It'll, it'll come,
1: you know. Nomad here with the Career Musician Podcast. Thank you for listening. I wanted to tell you about Hashtag AskNomad to ask me any music-related questions and I will respond usually within 24 to 48 hours. Again, that's Hashtag AskNomad Ask me anything you'd like about the music biz, about your instrument, about practicing, about music theory, anything at all that has to do with music. And I will answer your questions, share, repost, and put it out there for all of the Career Musician podcast family to see and hear. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to use hashtag AskNomad. Thank you for tuning in to The Career Musician. So let me speak on that last part about the process. You hit it. You hit the magic word. My key word, if you listen to any, um, I'm going to say motivational speakers or inspirational type people who have not only talked to people about how to do it, but have actually done it themselves. If you listen, they have their morning routine. But there's one thing that they all have in common. They have a key word or a core belief or a value. And the key word for me right now is consistency. So the process, you hit it. And think about this. If you are consistent at 26, I'm going to be 46 next week, guys. I got 20 years on you. If you're consistent for these next 20 years, I promise you that it will pay off exponentially beyond your wildest dreams, bro. Consistency. I promise you, for the next 20 years, you'll be able to retire. If you focus all of this anxiety see you gotta take the anxiety is so real and I'm so glad you used that term because that's the only way to describe it that's what it is and you want the instant gratification the microwave mentality is old that's in the 80's guess what it is now the instant app technology the instant it's the swipe now now it's the swipe mindset used to be microwave mindset now it's the swipe so you wanna swipe and be like yo Next goal achieved. (laughs) What? (laughs) That doesn't happen. Consistency is my key word. My habits make me. The habits make the person. Right? You've heard uh, uh, planning to uh, fail or failing to plan. You could do it either way. But you better plan so that you don't fail. If you fail the plan, then you're not going to make it right so consistently do these little things now I'm reading this this book by Darren Hardy and this concept really I'm watching it on YouTube you can look at all the YouTube videos you can listen to blogs talk about it It's by Darren Hardy is the author and and, and the uh, the thinker behind this he created success magazine so uh, when he created success magazine his he went out and he said uh, I need to um, interview six mega successful people every month Work through all that information to find who's going to be on the cover for the next 12 months and do this magazine. And he did that. People thought he was crazy. Success Magazine ended up being on the Fortune 500. So, very successful dude. Then he came up with this concept called the compound effect. Compound effect. It's so simple, bro. A habit. You brush your teeth every day. Your teeth generally don't build up tartar, and you have a healthy mouth, right? Why? Because you brush your teeth, what? Every day, twice a day, sometimes three times a day. If you floss, even better. The odds are even better. Same thing. Let's take let's take a, a, an athlete. He needs to perfect his layup. I mean, his free throw, his all of his other skills are great. A ball player, a basketball player. But man, his layup. Maybe he maybe he's right handed, so he's got a good on the right side. But when he's got to do on his weak side, it's, it sucks. So he's like, I know that I gotta look. If he practices it once a week. Is there gonna be an, uh, an effect, a return? No. But he's gotta do it every day. So he's gotta do a thousand layups every day for the next six months on his left side, his weak side. He's already got his dominant side. What's gonna happen? Eventually it's gonna balance out. It's like I'm studying, I, I take some basketball lessons with my daughter because my daughter wants to play. So the coach is teaching us that your dominant hand, you already got down. You could dribble with your dominant hand. So what he's teaching us now is for every three dribbles you do with your right hand, your dominant hand, you gotta do double with your weak hand. So I'm going one, two, three, right, one, two, three, four, five, six, left. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six. One two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three four, five, six. Be, 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 be. So that's the compound effect. And he says, look, you don't need a basketball court to do that. You can do that on your back porch. You can do that in your living room. The compound effect. Take one small thing, focus on it on a daily basis. It could be five minutes, as long as you want it it will have compounded results. So whatever that thing is you're working on. And that's, you take that anxiety of I want it and put it into that. Take that negative energy, because anxiety can be dubbed as negative energy, right? It's good though, you still appreciate it for the energy it is. But take it and put it into the action. And guess what, bro, I have an app here on my phone. When I check off that action, I'm like, (laughs) I feel like I'm a billionaire. I feel like Bruno Mars is up in this bitch. I'm like, man, I just did, what did you do? Oh, I just studied Spanish. I studied it for 17 minutes. But I'm like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> and then, sight reading. Oh, I practice sight reading. Check. So that way when I go into my next film score session for John Powell or Danny Elfman, I'm not shitting a brick when I get the score. Like, oh, I got this. I study sight reading every day. Check. Every day but only 17 minutes or whatever. Whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. Now when I go into the house at 5, 6 p.m. to go chill with my wife and daughter, guess what's gone? The anxiety. There's no anxiety. Something I did want to mention, Clifton graduated at the top of his class coming out of Berkeley. And that is no easy feat, as we all know. So I really just want to say kudos to you, Clifton. I love working with you in the band. I'm always recruiting for different projects and, you know, for when we need players in the band with Babyface, and I did just that. And Clifton hit me back literally within a few days. He came to audition, and bam, he had the gig. Amazing. So much love out there. Let's encourage one another. Let's keep spreading the joy of music. One song, One gig, one session at a time. Until next time, this is Nomad, the career musician, rock and roll, R&B, and everything in between. If you enjoyed today's interview, subscribe at the Career Musician Podcast. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man. Writing the songs in this one-man band. A man, yeah. I'm no man I'm
2: no man
1: so hush now darling, you'll be fine I'll be back this way sometime until then. Nomad here, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast, wanting to tell you all about PantheonPodcast.com Network. I am a part of this collective that is solely music-based podcasts. And guess what? It is the only one of its kind on the globe so far. It is a collective of an independent network of podcasts all based on music, which dig into the culture, technology, history, and everything else you can imagine that has to do with music. Thank you so much for listening, and be sure to check us out at PantheonPodcasts.com. Drummers, So you're watching an amazing drummer on YouTube and they're playing something so crazy you just can't figure it out. If only you can tap this drummer on the shoulder and say, hey, can you slow it down and break it down for me, man? Possiblechops.com does exactly that. They've asked some of the the top-of-the-line drummers to play in short, digestible phrases some of their craziest chops. Then they slow it down and transcribe it so you can actually learn what the heck they're doing. They're making chops possible. Now, possiblechops.com is an online drum lesson website that makes it easy to add to your drumming vocabulary from some of the baddest professional drummers. And when I say baddest, I mean the dopest, illest, most ridiculousest drummers you ever heard. Imagine getting a breakdown from drummers who played with the likes of Usher, Earth, Wind & Fire, Chick Corea, Babyface, Sheryl Crow. Tony Braxton, and the list goes on. The possiblechops.com community is designed to allow drummers to share ideas and help you on your path to becoming a pro and getting gigs. That's right, folks, actually getting real gigs. If you're serious about drumming, do yourself a favor and visit possiblechops.com. Join today and basic membership is free. However, If you decide to upgrade to a pro membership, use the promo code NOMAD to get your first free month. That's right, folks. Use coupon code NOMAD and you get the whole first month absolutely free. Adding new chops are now made possible for drummers on PossibleChops.com.